folks, we have uh, as our guests this morning, Susan Askegaard. Uh, Susan, thank you for joining us today. And yep. we are uh, anxious to hear about your ministry, uh, about helping those that are incarcerated. And thanks for being on the air with us this morning. First of all, Susan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. Thank you, Mike and Father, for having me. Um, You're very welcome. My sisters and I were born in Pierce, South Dakota, where our parents were high school sweethearts. And I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother. I belong to St. San and Joachim Catholic Church in South Fargo, where I teach fifth grade CCD, which I absolutely love. And I'm also a member of the ministry team of Extraordinary Ministers of Holy Communion that visits the Catholic patients um, every day someone from our team goes to Essentia Hospital to visit and offer Holy Communion to our Catholic patients there. Mm -hmm. God bless you for that work. Uh, yes. It's a beautiful, powerful ministry that... Actually, 20 years ago, my sister um, was the one who kind of got that going at the hospital back when it was Innovis, and it's been going strong ever since. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, you say you're a member of St. Anne and Joachim in Fargo. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, parish that is. Yes. And uh, we are, uh, uh, and I know that you have uh, some semin seminarians that uh, are from that parish and some, and at least uh, one uh, uh, gentleman in diaconate uh, formation. So we pray for those folks. Um, Susan, can you tell me uh, a little bit about your special ministry uh, that you have going on? Sure. I'm in a Catholic ministry team on a team that visits women at the Cass County Jail in Fargo. And a few years ago, when the Pope declared, well, it was, I think, in December of 2015 when he declared the Jubilee Year of Mercy, I remember going through the Holy Door of Mercy at St. Mary's Cathedral and they posted the corporal works of mercy by the door. And I was just reflecting on those, and <clears throat> in the back of my mind, I'd always had the thought of reaching out through the church to women in prison. And since it was the year of mercy, um, it just seemed like the perfect time to actually do something about it. So I met with Deacon Stu Longton at St. Anthony's, um, who told me that Father Courtright had just been talking about getting a ministry going for the women like they'd had for years for the men. And thanks to Father Courtright, here we are three years later, and we have a thriving Catholic women's jail ministry. Wonderful. Uh, what, a, what a special calling you had, uh, uh, Susan, to uh, get that call to action and uh, that is exactly what you do. You did. You put that into action. Well, I, you know, it isn't that I feel that you know I take credit for it by any means. And mm -hmm. and I think Father was going to be doing that anyway. But they they did need lay people to facilitate that. A, a priest just can't be everywhere at all times. And so they really do count on just like the hospital ministry, the lay people to step up and. Yeah, out. yeah. Well, how did uh, um, this desire for you to serve in this way? How did that come about? Can you expand on that? Well, I. It's funny. It's when I was 
little I saw on TV once. Mm. Uh, it was black and white, and I don't know if it was a documentary or what, but it was called Women in Prison. And I know if my mom were here now, she'd say, why did I let you watch that? <laughs> but And it wasn't graphic or anything, but I think just the idea that women like my mom were behind bars, that just was pretty startling to me. And I just thought of how awful that would be. And and so within those cor- corporal works of mercy, all except for this particular one are <clears throat> kind of more feasible for the average person to do, but this one sort of was is more unique. And um, so I just, I think it's just always, uh, we all need God's mercy, and I think people in prison probably if, especially feel that way. So, You know, I was... Uh uh, Susan, I was down in uh, Sioux Falls for the Faith and uh, Business Conference uh, uh, a few weeks ago, and, uh, and uh, we had a gentleman there that was in the parish ministry, and what he talked about, his message was, uh, y- you know, I found out, he said, I found out that I'm getting more out of this than the folks that are behind bars. Mm-hmm. I'm gaining because of the relationship that I have with these incarcerated folks. Mm-hmm. And can you, uh, can you relate to that, Susan? I really can. I, I feel that whenever we cooperate with the work that God asks us to do, um, I remember even years ago when adoration was just really getting going <clears throat> in our parish, and I thought, oh, well, I'll give this hour to God. And then I quickly found out that he was giving me way more than I was giving uh-huh. him. And the same goes for the hospital ministry. I never walk out of that hospital without feeling that, you know, God, we have the Holy Communion around our neck. And I always say Jesus walks into the room before I do. And mm. his presence is, is there, um, whether they're able to receive or not. Um, at least we're, we're still reaching out with a visit to the people that are hurting and the same goes for the jail as well. You know, it's it's been my experience, uh, especially when I was a seminary, beginning these sorts of things. I, mean, I haven't been involved in prison ministry, but um, going into that situation uh, where you're walking into a hospital room, you're walking mm-hmm. into a prison, mm-hmm. how can you explain, how did you feel the first few times you did that? Well, you know, in both those cases, um, the patient or the woman in jail in these two cases, they have to take a step towards us before we can even meet with them. So mm-hmm. um, in that way, we have a little bit of an opening because when we, we have a list of Catholic patients, and um, but they can choose to see us or not. And um, sometimes we're turned away at the door. And that's, that's their choice. Um, and at the jail, the women are invited to come to our meeting. It's listed as one of the, on their agenda. And so they choose to leave the TV or leave their nap or whatever it is to come and be with us. So they've already taken that first step. And it's from there, you know, on occasion you'll have a woman get up and walk out because, you know, for whatever reason... Um, the priest might be talking about the Blessed Mother and maybe they have, you know, who knows. But um, we just open our door and if they come, 
we meet them where, where, right where they are, and we, we start from there. We go from there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, well, go ahead, Father. Just want to, you know, thank everybody for turning into Real Presence Live today. We have Susan Askegaard on the phone with us here in uh, this studio in Fargo, and uh, I'm Father Jason Signalis, and I'm your host here with Mike Kudrowski, and uh, we're talking with Susan about her prison ministry. So uh, now, can you share with us a little bit, uh, Susan, about um, the notion of real freedom, true freedom? Sure. We, um, we have a set time on Sundays when we meet with the women, and it is listed as a Catholic women's group, but it is open to all women of, of any faith or no faith at all. We generally have between a dozen to maybe 24 women who join us on a given Sunday. And many of the women have received sacraments in the Catholic Church, but very few of them had been practicing their faith prior to being incarcerated. And as we know, none of us can truly be free if we are living our life outside of the sacraments. And um, by not going to confession, if we've been skipping out on Mass, or, or if we've committed other serious sins, we're cutting ourselves off from Holy Communion and all the graces that are, that are waiting to be poured on us. And so um, we just know that encouraging these women to get back into their faith, to turn to God instead of the life that they've been leading, um, even though it might be challenging, that the payoff is, is it's just being kind and gentle to them. And, you know, when St. Paul was unjustly imprisoned in, in horrible conditions, which was basically a dark hole in the ground, um, he wrote beautiful letters from that horrible place that were filled with great joy. And it was because he was living out his faith that he was truly free in spite of his chains. And so it was, it was with that spirit that we reach out to these women. That's beautiful, yeah. St. John of the Cross in that dark prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, I have dealt with a few prisoners, um, and I have seen that once they get away from the noise and craziness of their sinful life, mm-hmm. they have a routine that's forced upon them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Maybe, I'm sure it's a lot less pleasant than a monastery or something, but mm-hmm. it gives them the freedom to encounter Christ, uh, right? I mean, oh, they're, that's so they're true. enslaved to their sin, mm-hmm. but then when they're locked up, mm-hmm. they find real freedom, I exactly. think. Exactly. It, you know, it... it it is forcing them to have a time of solitude, to be away from the environment that they were in that was possibly influencing them and their choices. Um, I say the same about the hospital ministry. When we're laying flat on our back in a hospital bed, we're looking straight up at God, and He, mm-hmm. he grabs our attention. Those are both times of vulnerability for a person, whether they're in jail or, or in a hospital bed. And and God often reaches us at when we're at our most vulnerable and um, kind of brings us to our knees and he gently turns our faces towards him and away from the, the distractions of the world. And it, it, those are both prime places to reach out to people and uh, we just let those women know that this is not the, the life that God wants for them. That, that like in Jeremiah where the Lord says, I have plans for you, plans to prosper and not to harm you 
and that's where hope and um, you know Father Courtright, who is the administrator of the Catholic jail um, ministry, wants us to share the three theological virtues with the women: faith, hope, and love. And and we know they need to pay their debt for the crime they committed. That's important. We don't discount that in any way. But then we encourage them afterwards to live the life of freedom and dignity that Jesus truly created all of us for. Yes, well, Susan, uh, you have a tremendous ministry and a tremendous story. And uh, we thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tell that story uh, to to us on, on the live show with Real Presence Radio. And uh, thank you so much. Yes, thank for you. God bless you for your work. Oh, yeah, thank bring, you. Bringing Christ to those people. Well, thank you for having me, yes. Father and Mike. All right. Well, you have a blessed rest of your day, Susan. You as well. And uh, all the best to you as you continue this ministry. Oh, thank you. God oh. bless you. Yes, and God bless you. Thank you.